0: Good afternoon, happy Wednesday to you. I hope you're having a lovely September the 15th so far. Now, we got word earlier this week that a third shot of a COVID-19 vaccine will be made available to those who are immunocompromised and other vulnerable individuals in this province. Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry making that announcement at the same time as the announcement for mandatory vaccines for all healthcare workers in British Columbia, but we'll divert away from that subject for now. Now, again, on the subject of booster shots, how quickly will those be made available to those in long-term care and assisted living centers? Well, BC Senior Advocate Isabel McKenzie says that the waning effect of the vaccine is more pronounced in long-term care and the residents are more vulnerable and we are absolutely seeing the evidence of that now. So to speak more on this, please welcome to the show Isabel McKenzie. Isabel, thanks for the time. How are you here this afternoon? Well, thank you. Well, appreciate you joining the program. So let's just start with that quote there. I mean, you say that we're starting to see the evidence of the the waning effect of the COVID nineteen vaccine in long term care settings right now. I mean, what what do you mean? How, what are we actually seeing right now in those in those facilities?
1: Well, we're seeing now a larger number of outbreaks. As you know, we have had a, a, a several month period of several months period of time of almost no outbreaks immediately the the weeks and immediate months after the vaccine. And now as community transmission is rising again, uh, we are seeing these outbreaks in long-term care and we are seeing residents, fully vaccinated residents, contract the virus. And sadly, some of the fully vaccinated residents are dying um, from the virus. And that is part of what the research is telling us happens with this COVID 19 vaccine is that the protection can wane over time, particularly for those who cannot uh, mount as robust an immune response to the vaccine. So, some people, no vaccine is 100% effective. So, some people receiving the vaccine, even a booster shot, will have no effect. That's a small group. But there's another group for whom, uh, for example, Their protection increased significantly more with the second dose, and again, they will see a significant increase in protection with a booster shot. And that is, uh, there's certainly research around the world and real-world experience around the world and research here in Canada and B.C. that talks about the need for this booster shot. And they're thinking that, again, you know, everything's evolving, um, but the latest thinking is that five months past your second shot might be the optimal time for for those who need a booster shot. Remember, not everybody needs the booster shot at five months, but for those that it would be most beneficial for, they're thinking that's about uh, the right time. Number of our residents in long-term care were fully vaccinated uh, by the end of February, and I believe, actually, vaccination in long-term care was uh, might m- most uh, uh, accelerated in the interior. So, your folks actually were uh, finished their second dose earlier mm-hmm. uh, in Jan- January.
0: Yeah, there, there was a little bit of hesitancy uh, to, to make booster shots available here in this province. Uh, you know, we were hearing from people who maybe had like, uh, you know, organ transplants or were dealing with, you know, some, some cancer diagnoses or things like this who, who were sort of on that more vulnerable list. And they were calling and saying, you know, I, I really feel like I should be getting this booster shot. Uh, they did their own research and decided it would be good for them. So I'm just curious how long, you know, had you been calling for booster shots to be made available prior to uh, the announcement you got earlier this week?
1: Well, certainly for a couple of months, as, as I say, the evidence began to emerge when we were seeing, uh, number one, in real world, we were seeing cases of fully vaccinated residents contracting the virus in long-term care. And we are now seeing, tragically, some of those people die. So remember, the vaccine protects you from getting it, but also from developing serious illness and, and death. So uh, we were seeing that on the real, uh, real-time stage, as it were. But the other thing that was happening in the background were these studies which were looking at and measuring antibody responses. And uh, those data were pretty compelling that there is an absolute waning effect on the antibody response over time from the long-term care population and a booster shot will be required. Again, you want to marry the the sort of the, the... uh, antibody uh, academic response with the real world response and we were certainly uh, seeing both of those converge uh, for the last couple of months.
0: Now, During the announcement this week, um, you know, Dr. Bonnie Henry saying there's some 300,000 eligible British Columbians that will be getting this third dose at this particular time. Uh, It was announced also the 15,000, the first 15,000 invites will be going out this week. And they basically compiled a list through public health to determine, you know, who should be at the front of the line and then they're going to go down from there. Any ideas how quickly uh, long term care patients will be added to that list or, or where they would sit on that pecking order?
1: I think they'll be very high up. I understand the immunoresponse response uh, population will be the first. Um, I would expect that long-term care would be, if not almost at the same time, immediately next. And I think it it will follow the logic of our initial vaccine rollout um, based on an an age risk basis. And and I think that makes a lot of sense that your highest risk populations get the booster shot first, um, because remember there needs to be a certain amount of time elapsed between your second shot and when you're getting the booster shot. So some of the less vulnerable population, they may still be older, but they weren't in the highest risk. Mm -hmm. They were later in getting their second shot, so you need to allow enough time to elapse so that they get the maximum benefit from that booster shot. And I I think that they're looking at all of those sort of factors as well. But when it comes to long-term care, uh, given when they had their second shots completed, Um, many of them, most of them, uh, would be ready for booster shots now. Some might have been a little later getting their second shot. As you recall, we were rolling out our vaccine program initially on a 28-day dosing interval, and we then extended that dosing interval to four months. So some of the long-term care population got their second shot 28 days after their first shot, and some of them got received at four months or three months after their first shot. So there's a very there's sort of this um, uh, uh, trickling of of uh, dates for the second shot.
0: That sounds like it could complicate the, the logistical uh, challenges, I suppose, that may come with with making sure that uh, those who are uh, eligible to get a vaccine do indeed get one. I guess we'll, we're more I, I'm trying to remember back to when long-term care was first being vaccinated. Did Clinics go into those facilities to make it easy for them to get one, or, or did residents have to actually venture out into another clinic? I, I just can't remember off the top of my head.
1: No, we went into all of the long-term care homes to vaccinate both the staff and the residents. And remember in the beginning, uh, Pfizer was the most plentiful vaccine that we had. It's been BC's workhorse vaccine. And initially, uh, it was not deemed to be what we call fridge stable. It it had to be in Mm sub-zero, I think it was minus 70 degree freeze. That's all changed, and, and it's become a much... Uh, more manageable vaccine uh, to handle and to get out to our long-term care homes. And we're not having the supply issues that we did back in the beginning, right? So, you know, those sort of obstacles have been removed. The other thing we have is we now have our whole vaccine uh, system uh, uh, set up. So we have a record. We know, you know, we can send out the invitation to everybody uh, for their third dose because we know when they had their second dose. And so the computer system, and we know where people are, and we know. So, so I don't think logistically it's actually that difficult. We, we know when you got your second shot. We know that it should be five months from that that you get your booster shot. We'll be able to tell who should get the booster shot this week, next week, and so on.
0: All right. Well, I will leave it up to the experts to make those arrangements because, uh, yeah, I'm just a guy who talks on the radio. So I appreciate your time here, Isabel. I, I I think this is something that you mentioned you've been calling for for a couple of months. So I'm sure you were uh, pretty pleased when uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry made that announcement earlier uh, this week. I think it was on Monday, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. All right. Well, unless you have anything else to add, Isabel, I uh, really appreciate your time here today.
1: Okay, my pleasure. Thank
0: you, Jeff. Awesome. That is BC's senior advocate, Isabel McKenzie, speaking again to the booster shot program that was unveiled by the province earlier this week on Monday. Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry saying that, yes, a third dose of a COVID-19 vaccine will now be provided to British Columbians who are either immunocompromised or are among the more vulnerable populations. And of course, those in the older demographic here in this province would be considered more vulnerable.